Lunch Money Lambert, Jeff Malott. Welcome to the Kaizast Nation. Everybody, happy Monday! Hey, welcome, welcome to the Cactus Nation. What's up, Ryan? Here we are. I'm back. Y'all are still here. Good job. You're back. Yeah, you were lost in the elk woods. I called it the elk woods. Is that an accurate? The elk thickets? The mountains? Uh, there are some woods. Going? There are some woods out there. We got out in some deserts. We did a little bit of everything on this one. Okay. Well, we enjoyed following along on your uh, stories as usual. Challenges abound, my friend. Hey, was that? And then, then you ended up on a gator hunt. Was that viral pic of the dude karate kicking a gator from your hunt? That was going around. No, there. but I photoshopped uh Co's manager Dre. I photoshopped his head on it and sent it out to everybody <laughs> last night. <laughs> he's he's built very similar to the young man <laughs> karate kicking the gators. Well, we missed you last week, man. Uh we had Wesley tagging in. She did a great job co-hosting. So shout out That's to Wesley. That's what I hear. That. Congratulations. Thank yeah. you, Wesley. She she did a good job and it was a good show last week, but we missed you. You know how we do. We got the mojo that we, we're back. Usually. We're back in action. You got going over here. But hey, what happened over the weekend, man? Besides uh, gator hunting and elk hunting, what, you do anything else? Just get back and rest? No, we, dude, uh, so I've seen this forever, <clears throat> people eating alligator gar. I've seen these videos on YouTube and stuff, they crack them open with a hatchet and all kinds, because their skin's really tough. So these guys, uh, Saturday afternoon after our gator hunt, they're like, y'all want to go jug fishing for some alligator gar? And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? We caught those things, and this this old boy down there, he cracked it open and cut it up in little nuggets and fried it. Jeff, I'm telling you what. I mean, next to delicious golden crappie, uh, that, that's probably my favorite, absolute favorite uh, fried fish. So hats really? off to uh, Cajuns and Alligator Gar. Yeah, it was delicious. I bet that's a lot of meat in one shot, too. Buddy, it was so good, so good. Is there a size that makes them better? You know how you get a big cat? They said the smaller ones are better. They yeah. get up, you know, he said there, there's a lot of like seven to eight footers in there. He's like, those aren't quite as good. But we had we had a couple that were, I don't know, I'm not good with inches or anything, but however many that oh, is. Big. Yeah, yeah it's pretty, pretty solid, pretty solid little eating size. We caught a giant redfish on a jug too, which was hilarious. <laughs> That's awesome. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that, that was fun to follow along, man. Glad you're back with us uh, this week. Uh, I, I had all great... my living done. I'm staying home now. Yeah, man. I had a great week. Uh, I'm going to show you something back over my shoulder there. Y'all can see that. Yeah. I got a sign. Little Roro rang the bell. Uh, after the show last week, we went up there Tuesday. They had a ring the bell ceremony at, at Children's Hospital. And, man, what a day it was. So That's awesome. Man. Little champ. Go Roro. Through. Yeah. No signs of cancer in her body right now. Uh, we, had a, we had a party here at the house uh, Saturday for her. Crawled around on the floor with her. I'm still sore. But uh, <laughs> Roro, man. She did it. She made it through. I actually stole that sign out of there. All the nurses signed that. Um, Deborah let us have it. So we got a little keepsake from the, from the deal. And we're hoping that she's free and clear from here on out. But right now she's, she's good to go. So thanks everybody in the nation. Thank you, Ryan, everybody for the support for her and the prayers. So yeah, Row Rose. Awesome. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Yeah, man. But other than that, uh, not much going on over the weekend. Just celebrated row and, and ate some food. Watched the Razorbacks be terrible. Uh, you know, brutal. I've been trying. I mean, football's just kind of been uh, so up and down this year. I don't think there's any predictability. I thought Georgia was about to get knocked off by Auburn. This has been a wild, a wild little year here. I don't know. I don't know how this is going to shake out. Yeah, from a fishing perspective, over your neck of the woods, a former KBN guest, uh, Luke, took down the uh, cast championship. Right? 
to be honest with you, I didn't even look. So yeah, I mean, Steve, Steve comment so, on that. But our our boy the, Luke, the guy uh, that won the Chickamauga, the yeah, Chickamauga yeah. thing. Golly, what a year! Good job. Yeah, he took he took down the cast championships, and my man's just dominating over there. Don't don't mess with him. Don't pull up on him. Congrats, you can't beat yeah. that. Yeah, so maybe we'll we'll slide him on. I know last year we did some like AOI shows and and state champion shows. So maybe we can pull a couple state champs and, and bring. Yeah, most of on. those are kind of winding winding to an end now. So we'll probably have some some cannon fodder for a. Uh, for a little bit in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I know Arkansas State Championships coming up next week, and like you said, uh, Lone Star Throwdowns coming up. A couple of Bass Nation State stuffs coming up. So, oh yeah, well, plenty of stuff to talk about. Plenty of stuff. I like it. Uh, but tonight we've got Steve Owens from Bassmaster and Luke, also known as Luck Arian from Oklahoma, to talk about. We saw the big news about Ten Killer getting selected, so we wanted to have both these guys on. Steve, of course, from Bassmaster, to talk about how and why they chose 10 killer, which I think is an awesome selection. Talk about the season in general, final events coming up next weekend at, on the Susky. I even wore the uh, small jaw shirt in honor of the Susky, Ryan, since you reminded me. I like me. it. Yeah, yeah. Since I'm not, since I'm not going to go to it. Thank you. Yeah. And then uh, of course, Luke, he's going to give us the breakdown on, on 10 killer. He's a, he's an Oklahoma guy. One of the guys that helps run the Oklahoma kayak anglers. And he's just a, a, a good angler. So he'll give us a breakdown on 10 killer. So that'll be fun. Uh, if you guys saw on the comment or on the uh, overlay there, we're doing a Z-Man giveaway tonight. You know how we do. Like and share on Facebook. Comment where you're watching from and just like everywhere else. Twitch, uh, YouTube. Hook us up over there. Just like and comment where you're watching from, and we'll do a giveaway later on. Should be good. We've done a couple back-to-back uh, Revo shows, Ryan. We have. We have. Yeah, Need to get big. everybody's eyes protected. Yeah, they've been big. So time for some Z-Man stuff to go out. It's about that time when most places in the fall, the chatterbait will be working. I guess it works. They've been catching pretty good. Uh, They've been catching pretty good on the Tennessee River on the old chatter jig here lately. Okay, we got our we got our Twitchers in YouTube, Facebook looking solid. Just remember hit that like and share over there on Facebook, like and comment on the other places. We appreciate y'all. If you're watching on Rumble, Twitter, wherever else, we can't see the comments here on the software from there, but we appreciate you nonetheless. So there you go. Um, of course, shout out to the sponsors. We're gonna we, we can talk about a little dugout with Steve O. He's he's oh, pulling yeah. double duty there, but dugout presents the show. We appreciate them. Uh, Pro God Lithium, as always, the battery of choice for KB Nation. Uh, Bangtail Whiskey. Do you have any Bangtail on the trip, Ryan? Any Bangtail get passed around? I uh flew too much to be hauling any Bangtail with me, so I was pretty much down to the bare necessities. Couldn't run any any moonshine across the line there uh like we said we're doing the z-man giveaway tonight uh, we've done a revo last couple of weeks we'll be coming up with a seeker giveaway here pretty soon and of course gill get your gill fishing gear because it's about fall. that time it's about that time man it's getting colder yep. it's gonna start raining again you need to stay warm and dry out there especially when it's cold so hook that up uh let's say let's get the let's get the fellas in here start talking about uh 10 killer a little bit of a little bit of bass let's do it bass nation stuff here we go steve owens Luck, Arian, what's up, fellas? Hanging out with you, fellas, like wet clothes. How y'all doing? <laughs> yeah, welcome back to the nation. Thanks, thanks. Always glad to be here. Got to watch Luke's Luke's last episode here. Did we send you some cigar, Luke? Was that you? Uh, no. <laughs> no, you like I, I didn't get any cigar. It, it got, must have got lost in the mail. Now. Go ahead and I guess I got to do it now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Steve, send, send this man some cigar. <laughs> Oops. Pair of Frank the Turk. Was that Frank? Was it turkey named Frank? Who was the turkey name when you brought him on here? You put yeah, something that's on the uh, Fred. Uh, Fred. Fred. Yeah. Fred the turkey. Yeah. All, right. All right. He's dead. That makes a lot more sense. Did you say he's dead? 
Yeah, it's already it made it past uh, one Thanksgiving. But... Oh, buddy. Okay. Was he delicious? Well, you cook it right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, old Fred wasn't even wasn't even tasting good. Just tough and game. Poor old Fred. Yeah. Hey, have you ever ate bobcat? Uh, not knowingly. <laughs> Sassy Dad and I were driving. We just you just mentioned Luke Graham winning the Cass State Championship on Tim's Ford. Sassy Dan and I were driving to the day one spot, which was a killer day two spot, but we didn't go there, obviously. Um, <laughs> and there was a dead bobcat on the side of the road. Looked like he had just laid there asleep. You know, um, and Jimmy Talley, our old buddy from South Pittsburgh, Ryan, uh, he had one creeping up on him as he was fishing close to the bank. But there was a bobcat laying on the side of the road. And, and in hindsight, I wish I would have put it in a hefty bag and put it in the Verbo in the freezer and had it taxidermed. But um, what? Yeah. I don't know. Did you, did you consider eating it? <laughs> no, no. I just wondered. I mean, we've all had goat and Ryan just ate gar and, and all that kind of stuff. But raccoon, I've had raccoon chili and possum chili. So I mean, that, that's wow. essentially we, we uh, are what, we're heading, heading down a rabbit hole early tonight. <laughs> but, uh, so anyway, <laughs> what's the most bobcat? exotic cat you've ever ate, Luck? <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, most of the exotic I'm cats not... are named Jasmine. Luke, Luke was in the military, Ryan. <laughs> Luke was in the military, so ask. Be careful what you're asking him. Oh, I know yeah, what I'm asking. Yeah. I've been everywhere, man. There's a song about that, I believe. What's the best bobcat joint Yeah, yeah. What's the best bobcat joint down Ten Killer Way, Luke? As we transition over to talking best about the bobcat. Um... <laughs> There's some good bobcat hunting out this way. Okay, um, I have to eat, but okay. Yeah. What about the bobcats that are? Bobcat. I think it's highly illegal. Okay. Um, good. Well, <laughs> so, we're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, Ben. He said, "Oh dear Lord, what have I wandered into eating bobcats?" No, we're not. We're not. We're talking Bassmaster uh, Championship location first up. <laughs> So, yeah, 10 Killer Lake, man, was chosen. Uh, most people were happy about it. I think there was one person that continuously is still crying about it, but we won't <laughs> talk about that. Um, tell us about how that went, Steve. How did you? How did we come to to choose 10 Killer? I know it was going to be somewhere near Grand Lake, but there's a lot of choices around here. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, obviously, like everything else that we try to do from when, when Ryan and I started all the kayak junk that we do, we, we talked to people, you know, and, and so I reached out to a lot of people in the Arkansas, Texas, Oklahoma area. And people brought up, you know, Ufala, um, is it Gibson? And of course, mm -hmm. you know, the two that you hammer into our brains every year, all year long. Um, <laughs> but 10 killers seemed like the one that was the most diverse. Because um, like we what we all do is, is when we look at locations, we try to think of angler experience first. So you know, if we're going to Lake X, then it may suit only one type of fishing kind of thing. So uh, talk to Matt Looney with Pro Guide, who lives out there, you know, and, and obviously the boats are on Grand. And so he started mentioning other lakes and listening to all of you that I had messaged, 10 Killer just seemed like it. And then, you know, we were talking about football behind the scenes, you know, with, with Arkansas. And, and, and I'm just waiting. I think like Lambert, like since 2017, we were over here at the house one evening and I thought it was over then. 
in the Mark Ingram days, and Alabama just kept progressively just chugging right along. But I, I think this is it. I think the old man is wheezing. He's wheezing. <laughs> so he's the iron lung is kicked in. And so, uh, but but getting to the football segue, Kenyatta Walker, who used to play for Florida, he is uh, the man at, at Cherokee County out there next to Tahlequah, which is who's hosting us. Um, so got connected with him through some, and, and it's amazing how God works, whatever you want to call it, the kayak gurus. But I reach out to this little small town and after about three or four conversations, I land with the two people who connected me with 10 killer and the vibe and the people kind of sold me on it, especially when you all were talking about the fishing and what it can do like like lambert and i we we've always had you know he he's my brother so we we argue we fuss we cuss we carry on <laughs> not every tournament's going to stud 120 inches per day and, and he understands that and so the tough lakes are the lakes that bring it about and so i looked at eufaula a lot because that's the name um and then you know when everybody cussed and rage came because i mentioned the word eufaula out loud I told him it was in Oklahoma, not Alabama. <laughs> um, and so, but I got to looking at that and and just looking at the map and talking to the people in the, in the area, keeping it in close proximity to Tulsa, um, 10 killer was it, you know. Um, and then I reached out. So after we talk about the kayak stuff with one another, I typically try to find the team trails, the 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 the, the best bass boat trails in the area. And then I'll talk to those those tournament directors and see what they have to say. And they typically send me results and things like that. So Brad Case, I love you, but and Brad is he's he's great. He helps us with a lot. But I'm sorry, Ten Killer just trumped you Fala on eight out of the ten check boxes. So uh, that's how it happened. And and something that I've learned and gotten really excited about with Bassmaster is, you know, like they were at 10 killer in 2019 when Carl Jockinson, our Tennessee boy, we're going to claim him, you know, via Australia. Um, when we reconnect with these cities or these lakes that Bassmaster came to forever ago, um, now they want us to come back with the kayaking. And that does segue and lead to um, a bass boat tournament coming eventually. So I feel like that's kind of a new end that we found. Um, hey, bring the kayaks in in 2025 and maybe you get a boat tournament or a college championship in 2026. And and so that's something that GL Compton and I have kind of have gotten a little bit of uh, insight on. And, and it's been great. And, and I think that that's something that also is going to help something that we need on the Bassmaster circuit, which is, is sponsorship. Because, you know, you know, all of us with with your all support and help this is a reinvention so to speak uh, of what we're doing this year and so we're recreating a lot of things and just sniff doing the sniff test and trying to put out a product that hopefully you all will enjoy and i think we're doing a pretty good job of it there's a lot of things that i feel like i failed on but not in a negative manner but we'll, we'll make it right in the next year um so that that's how we got to 10 killer uh, all of that that i just rambled on about <laughs> luck from, from i'm excited uh, man i'm freaking pumped for next year i just am from, from a local perspective luck how do you feel about 10 killer i mean you think is that is that a solid choice in your book since you probably have uh, more experience than a lot of the other uh, armchair quarterbacks that like to weigh in on things 
<laughs> uh, yeah, coming from both those places, I've I've fished Tin Killer a lot more uh, than I have Ufala just because of location. Uh, but the times I have fished Ufala, one out of a boat and out of a kayak. I mean, Ufala is a great fishery. It does have good largemouth population, which is mostly going to focus on that. And uh, it does have some smallmouth, but more people have the smallmouth. It's not always normal. You can snag a 1920 as well. Uh, big spots. Ufala is a great lake as well, but it is for least in uh South and Killer. So, to me, is one of the best choices out of two lakes. Because you follow, if you take a look at it, you follow would be one of the biggest lakes, like in the series that you fish. It's, it is a massive lake, has immense amount of shoreline to cover. Uh, Tin Killer Lake is also very big, but not as vast as that, as you follow. Uh, Tin Killer is just a a gorgeous fishery for one uh it's it's located you know over in Tahlequah area which is you know super clear spring fed water uh down south towards the dam you're gonna get really clear clean water up north really far you get clear clean water unless it rains and it can murky it up but i mean it is a lake that gets constant you know uh anglers on it i mean it's it's a great lake some Really big smallmouth throughout the entire lake from south all the way to north. And the same thing with largemouth and big spots. Uh, it's just a, uh, I think it's a great choice uh, for Bassmaster or even anybody. At one point in time, we did ha even have a Hobie satellite there yeah. uh, several years ago. And it was a great fishery. Luke, you need to comment on one thing which will make Ryan's ears perk up. And Steve's, he's from over that way. The smallmouth in there in the Illinois River and the lake itself are stocked Tennessee strain smallmouth. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. We at one point in time they were stocked Tennessee strain. And uh nowadays you'll still find those big Tennessee strain smallmouth all throughout the entire lake, as well as it's stocked with Florida strain largemouth. And uh it'll be a little bit earlier in the year for Florida strain, you know, over in, in March. You know, but they still, our Florida strain here are a little bit more acclimated to the to the temperatures that we get here compared to other, you know, what you're used to as Florida strain. Is there a lot of grass on Tin Killer at all? How do those Florida strain kind of adjust to, you know, the layout of the lake there? Uh, so they, they line up on a little bit of everything. If you take a look at Tin Killer's topo maps and stuff, it's mostly rocky, deep. Uh, it's going to be a, a uh, highland reservoir. Yeah. So just like almost all of Oklahoma lakes are Highland Reservoir lakes. That's what I was thinking. That's that's why I was trying to picture how <laughs> how you know largemouth traditionally likes some kind of vegetables somewhere. Yeah, and so there, there's a lot of you know laydowns, a lot of trees in the water. Uh, you might be able to find some grass here and there, but it, that is not the main focus. No, so gotcha. not not a lot of deep grass, but there is a lot of brush piles, a lot of ledges to uh, fish off of, and uh, you know deep long points in the um, and a, and a bunch of docks. A Bob of docks. Bob is coming through with the real facts. Northeast Oklahoma <laughs> has one of the highest densities of casinos and dispensaries in the U.S. That is so, a fact. So that is one hundred percent fact. Good, Good I don't Bob. We have a lot of land up here, and uh, it was uh, what well, we did, and it was really well priced for a while. 
and uh, whenever we legalized medicinal marijuana, uh, it was probably about four or five years ago now, I believe. Uh, man, it has been bought up by so many companies from all over, you know, the United States and beyond other countries and stuff. The and, old uh, medicine, yeah. man. Yeah, old... I wish I'd have, I wish I'd have bought land around Ten Killer and in a Broken Bow. You could buy oh, it for man. nothing. Ten years ago, you could buy it for nothing. Not even that. I mean, 2017, around that time, it was still affordable. Nowadays, you go take a look at an acre plot over in Broken Bow, it's $300,000. Yeah. It's insane. Absolutely. Is there, speaking of Broken Bow, is there anything comparable to the Hochatown Saloon uh, <laughs> on Ten Killer? On Ten Killer? Yeah. I'll tell you what, you go you go ahead into Tahlequah, you'll find whatever hoochie town you want. Whoa, 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 hoochie town. Easy. This is a family show, Luke. Yeah, Little come on Luke. now. Ryan, I got right. us rooms, you're coming. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Well, I, I'll be there from my entertainment perspective because apparently I've just retired from fishing altogether. So yeah, we'll do a live podcast or something. How about that? Same year, Joe Kirk literally grabbed me by the hand and brought me to a limit on Tim's Ford. Which, by the way, Tim's Ford is a sleeper. Man, it was fun. It was fun. We've got some big smallmouth there. Yes. Oh, baby Dale Hollow. Talk about the somebody in the comments just talked about the Illinois River has some giants, and it does. It's got some really big smallmouth up in the Illinois River. Can you talk about any of the boundaries yet, Steve? Has that been set? Like how far up the river you can go? Anything like that? Yes, but it's in an email that I did not think to drag out before we got into this. Okay. I have uh, I so have we'll, to log into your email, so I'll just pull it up real quick. <laughs> Go ahead. So, <laughs> so so what I did is is obviously you know I went into all the past tournaments and I looked and and we're talking about eighty six to ninety two is is what the the top leaders have. There weren't a lot of tournaments with twenty plus anglers in it. But then I also understand that that area, like in Tennessee, it took us a while to get onto tourney eggs just because we didn't want to spend five bucks an angler. Well, now we understand from a marketing perspective and just the transparency, five bucks an angler is a bargain for tourney eggs. And so uh, I realized that Arkansas, you know, and, and Oklahoma were slow to get into that, just like us. Um, you know, so I started looking at all of that. And so I just went with those boundaries there. I have the attorney X page built, but it's hidden. Um, but I, I don't want to get into that just yet because I do want to get with like Luke and a few others just to make sure that we're not into areas where there's gray that can bite us later on. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I just want to make sure that we do. I love the evolution of this sport. Now we actually look out for shit like that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cause, cause you know how I am with confrontation. I hate it. I run from it. So Bobby said them it. beaver ponds is in bounds. If I plow this guy's corn on the way in. <laughs> That's right. So it like, like, like today I sent, I sent you all the, uh, the pay, out for the Susquehanna event and I spent four hours I'm talking about like 7.63% I was tweaking payout adjustments just to see see where I could get it to where I kind of want to you know obviously it's a group effort but I want to try to hopefully maybe change a narrative to where I mean money's tied regardless no matter what you do for a living money is tied extra income to tell boss lady or whomever that you're going kayak fishing, you know, 17 hours away from home. 
is getting pretty thin. You know, they're fed up with it. They just are. And and so I want to make it where the top, because let's just say, you know, let's just say Susky in particular. We got 151 anglers because we had a few but have to back out. The top five-ish, six, you beat 150 people, you know. Um, you should be compensated heavily for that. And then from there on, and I don't know, that's just my heart. From there on, the rest of the people who are going to cash a check from the top 10%, hopefully we can help you pay for your trip. And, and that might sound like a participation trophy to some, but it's not, you know, because that's not the type of man that I am. But what it is, is if we're giving you some sustainability money, hopefully. Um, so I, I talked with Bassmaster today and I play with the percentages and we're within a percentage, a percentage of it and a half on most of the payouts from this last year. So I wanted to introduce that infrastructure to where maybe the last place person gets a thousand bucks. You know, so if, if you're traveling from Arkansas to Pennsylvania, you're probably going to spend a thousand bucks easily. Maybe yeah. that thousand bucks keeps you in the game next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we all don't have a big old Hank Jr. Diesel like you got there. So you need which, one. Which, yeah. So, so, so maybe, maybe, maybe that's the next thing we try to do is not not penalize the people for winning, but find some kind of way to find where you're happy in third place, taking home three grand and letting the rest of the field be able to fish again for two or three more events. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's We've talked about it many times, uh, you know, the evolution sometimes getting to where you have the same group of anglers fishing all the tournaments, you know, whether that's a prepaid field or an invited field, whether it's 100 anglers or whatever. The only way I think that that happens is if it's sustainable, like you're saying, Steve. Like there's, right. there's, a, there's a way to, to make it uh, viable and, and cost-effective to do that. Otherwise, yeah. you're going to have – locals jackpot and like they do now and then uh, you know a dozen or a couple dozen that, that travel to most of them so well yeah and and, and it's you you it's it's kind of like you got to replant the trees yeah. so like like we just we just recently had the cast state championship and with that comes our directors meeting every year and and we have clubs come and clubs go and clubs petition to join and and we have 10 teams 10 clubs here in tennessee you know, we can expand and add 18 clubs if we wanted to. But if you do that, then what happens is, is you don't have enough anglers to field state championship teams. So you would have people fishing mine and Ryan's club with for three events when you have to have five. Then you would have people fishing another club for three to four events when you have to have five. And then another club an hour and a half away on Lake Gunnersville three to five events. No one ever gets to field a state championship team. And and the, the uncomfortable truth of it is, is you have to tell some people no sometimes. And that sucks, you know, because everyone works hard with their clubs that, they, that they're trying to build as well as these national series and entities. And, you know, I was messaging Vinny today. I mean, we love Vinny. We, we give him, we give him hell because of his spiked hair and everything, but and it's tight. Those guys have bought in. They bought <laughs> in to what they do up there, and 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 they listen to one another. And that's that's something we all should mirror ourselves after, like we do in cast and and the Texas clubs. And then I know Natural State. You know, y'all all are doing what you all do in the past. I feel like you guys kind of slowed down for a little bit, but talking to you and Kyle, 
I think you all are kind of of ramping up again and like like California Bass Nation. I mean, you know, I talked to Kong a lot this week. I feel like Kong is doing it the right way. Kong has a structure and a system set up. And guess what he's doing? He's keeping it to himself because he understands to make something right. Like Matt Skelton Lambert with West Tennessee, like what we do. We listen to everyone and then we make our decision. Now, the, the minute we quit making good decisions, then you need to, you know, you need to crucify it, you know, like we do everybody else when they, when they screw up. Um, but Matt does that. And, and so that's what Kong is doing. Kong, Kong, I think Kong, I think Kong and, 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 and if he, and if he, and if he makes me regret my words, I'm going to fly out there and whoop him. But I think he has the right mentality. I really do in California. So, so you guys, I think, I think some lemonade and, and, and stuff's coming y'all's way. You can get a little parchment of your thirst. So. Yeah, I remember that before I retired from running tournament, Steve, I, we got rid of the board and I was just, you know, I was listening to the anglers, but I was making the decisions myself and you're right. That was much better. Which well, kind of like the old lady, which don't don't ever call Jordan old lady. She'll 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 put the old nine ten combo. They call well, it. She's like twenty six, so we I don't think you have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah. So so um so um that's just it. It's kind of like take me out to dinner, tell me where we want to go. So long that it's good, I'll eat it. You know, and, and that's kind of the way a lot of the kayak fishing stuff is. It's like we have people who have integrity. They, they look at you and they, they trust in you and your leadership. So just take the basic premise of what they want and need and then put it into action. And then like with the lightning storm tournaments, Ryan and I have had, we owned it. We were like, like, listen, of all the people in the world, Ryan Lambert, the, this, this, this gung-ho, hard charging, run through a wall, he has to call me and say, hey, dude, it's time to get off the water. You know, uh, well, when lightning's hitting like right over here, like when I cast it blows my my pop bar off, I'm like, all right, Steve, we can probably head on to the house. I'm Not tied me. up under this I'm dock there. right now. I lay the rods down. I take everything off. Sassy Dan got freaking hit by lightning. I swear to God, one year. And walked I just it off or what? How'd that work? Yeah. <laughs> Cracked Dude. another beer and kept pedaling. <laughs> he shook his head. And he blew that vape smoke out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, it just made more red. I, and why do we have so many gingers in kayak fishing? I don't get it. That's the There it problem. is, Ryan. I was waiting on it. <laughs> waiting on our clip, and there it is. We got there it. we go. He's been dancing around a few tonight. It started with the bobcat eating, and now yeah, yeah, we got a solid two for sure. We just, there we go. Yep. So. I stand with the gingers. That's a new hashtag. Oh, boy. Wow. <laughs> Luke, and where were we? Where were we? Yeah, there? yeah. Luke, you're you're neck deep in running running tournaments and helping with Oklahoma kayak anglers. You get any comments <laughs> on what Steve was talking about, about trying to grow these organizations? Not the gingers. Yeah, growing an organization. I mean, that. I mean, you guys have all experienced what uh, the uh, turmoil within growing uh, an organization. We've we, – the last – Three or four years, Oklahoma kayak anglers. We've really we've grown significantly to where we were having an average of 40s, you know, which really isn't that bad. But we went from there to averaging 75 to almost 80 uh, as, for the last two or three uh, three seasons now consecutively. Uh, wow. Our season openers. Um, one year at Ufala, we had a season opener of 107, I believe, 106. Uh, year after that we had high 90s 
at a uh, sky took and uh this year was down in Arbuckle. It was in the 60s, but it was cold. And it was Arbuckle fishing a little tough. And it's southern Oklahoma. I mean, it's known for a big lake fishery, but it's known amongst everybody. And so it's highly pressured water. But it's a it's a it's a fun lake. But yeah, make, making those tournament decisions as a, you know, a team tournament director is is it's tough. You don't always make the right lake decisions, but you know, that's part of it. There's, there's so many variables that you can't control too. Like I promise no tournament director has said, I really want to schedule a shitty tournament. Like, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to go in and have bad weather or a drought or a lake Mm -hmm. drawdown or, you know, a dozen things that you're not in control of. Now there are things you can look at like time of year and historical patterns and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That'll give you a hint on things, but you still don't know when a cold front's going to blow through on one of those early tournaments or whatever. I mean, you don't want the anglers to number one, sit out there and suffer because you know, nobody I don't think is going to enjoy any tournament in those circumstances, but especially the fish turn off that just makes it worse. Yeah. It's a, it's a constant battle of making the, right decision or you know you just do the best you can it's but it's it's thankless sometimes because those guys will just sit there and be like why in the hell did you pick this crappy lake at this crappy time and it's just (laughs) one guy ripping and then everyone else once one person complains it's just a domino of everyone's emotions and feelings then they go over to that cesspool kbn welcome to kbn baby (laughs) and here we all are (laughs) hey you know in honor of uh, cotton crap on the cotton we were talking college football earlier being a td is a lot like being a college football coach you don't get a lot of praise but when things go sideways boy you are the worst coming for you they coming yeah and do you have multiple clubs in oklahoma uh luke or is it mainly is it mainly just one big club it's kind of looking at that average i mean that's a really impressive average yeah it it really is um we're lucky enough that you know oklahoma isn't massive but all the good fishing is over on the eastern side of oklahoma pretty much you take from okc a little bit west of okc and straight east and especially southeast oklahoma i mean that's just the best fishing all around one so down at durant Oklahoma down by Texoma that's where we have our fisheries and wildlife hatchery and that's where they do the Florida strain uh all the Florida strain like breeding and then they take them from there dump them off in all these other lakes in Oklahoma so we've been doing Florida strain largemouth for uh I don't know since early 2000s if not the 90s and uh I mean it's taken off some lakes took a little longer getting a hold of it but a lot of them have really taken off especially if you stay southern oklahoma up not too far north grand lake has them too hey i want to get into some of these questions i'm sorry go ahead no go ahead steve ask your question what's texoma like i hear a lot of people mention texoma yeah texoma is really big as well it's another good fishery i mean it borders texas and oklahoma hence the name texoma lake i get it Uh, it has i mean it has some of the biggest smallmouth large mouth and spots as well it, it's very good lake if there was an and that's a unique lake too but there's tournaments there's all the time uh it also holds a crap ton of striper like yeah. striper not sandies or hybrids 
Yeah. And th that was something we, we looked at as well. And again, everything we do is, is, is on the sleeve. I mean, we're going to show you, we looked at, so we're going to fish Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday you drive up for the championship to be on stage, which is cool. Cause you know, we all talked in the background, like with the way it was previously, do we separate it, blow it up, make it our own thing. But then we realized attaching to that classic, putting the ego aside, like we don't need to boat for Jack crap. Well, yeah, yeah, you kind of do. Cause that's the yeah. platform. That's where you get heard. And so this last year we did a pretty good job of it. So, but, but we looked at, so let's just say hypothetically next year it's in Texas and it's in Houston. Well, what if we want to go to OHIV and it's five hour drive? You know what I mean? Does that matter anymore? You know, do we have to keep it an hour and a half in close proximity? Because Thursday, you're all going to meet up the top 10. We're going to do a faux championship. We're going to announce you all in no particular order, let you talk for your sponsors or whomever else. And then we're going to hang out, relax, get a good night's sleep. And then you can drive four hours to be on the Bassmaster Classic stage at 4 p.m., wherever you're at. Is that okay to do? Can I we move it outside so that we get the prime time lakes if we want to? I think you can. I think one thing, like what you guys had going in Knoxville last year, a lot of the folks that weren't on the stage made that easy drive up just to hang out at the expo and do all that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they will do that. I mean, I don't, I mean, maybe that doesn't matter if you're only talking to, you know, a hundred anglers or something, but I don't know if they will do that if it's that far, but maybe that doesn't matter. Maybe they will do it. Well, I think well, I mean, possibly go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, look at how many actual anglers, you know, from our side were there in the state or what, maybe 20 of us, something like that. Yeah. I mean, I don't think, I don't think drawing from that field of anglers to be there i think the people that are going to be there are the ones that are going to be up working the expo you know doing sponsor stuff they're going to be there anyway so in my perspective i would rather have the tournament on a great fishery instead of just some chip shot lake like mm -hmm. oh well it's water and it's got fish in it like you know <laughs> you want i mean you want to see a show like you're getting on the big yep. stage you want to put up a freaking you know, 23, 24 inch fish. That way the people sitting there in the crowd that are there to watch, you know, the junior high bass boaters next, <laughs> they're like, Oh yeah. shit. Like that's a huge fish. <laughs> like you, you, we're not just there for the kayak part. You're there on that stage in front of those people to open, you know, a lot of eyes to what we're doing. Yeah. And but, like Brad Chase just made a comment that would require two Airbnbs. And, and I understand that. So, but, and here's, here's some real truth in conversation that we've all had the last two or three months in building 2024. Our schedule's been done for two months, essentially, but we're waiting on an insurance rewording for the last event, which is, is fine. It's done. We're waiting on a person who just come back from vacation. So hopefully this week we get to announce this schedule, but Brad mentioned and it's a good point. You know, that's two Airbnbs. So if you drive home after. It's just true. <laughs> so like if, if we are running, if, Hell, if, if we can't we complain about everything, kayaking to become what we think that it is right now with this grand, you know, stage and presence across the country, we have to sacrifice two Airbnbs. We have to, like we've been doing for years, 
lose $700 when you win second place. Because, you know, the bass boat world's been around for a very, very, very long time. And that culture has been built for 30, 40 years of these guys just giving away money to chase the dream. We're not there in kayaking just yet. That's why, thank God, we have open series versus the elite kind of stuff structured just yet. Because we all have a good structure system for an elite series. We all do. There, there's six of them right now if you if you want to text any certain number of people. We're not there just yet. Main reason being, like you all have mentioned here before, we don't have the sponsor support. Because every series right now basically is paying entry fees back. Some are holding a little bit of marketing money back. Some are holding entry fees to pay into the championship. But at the end of the day, it's still your money that's getting paid back out right now. And that means, like what I just mentioned at the Bassmaster Classic, y'all show up, work these booths with your sponsors and your vendors, people that you don't know. We've got we got a little girl on the, on, on the dugout team, Emily Grace. She showed up at Bassmaster Classic. She worked four booths from people that she's never spoke for. And Ethan Jett does it. Adam Riser does it. Lambert does it. We all do it. Show up. I heard somebody mention this past weekend. I'm not putting them on my jersey unless they're giving me this or paying me this. Man, every every sponsor that is on our Tennessee Valley Kayak Angler State Championship jersey are people that we did stuff for before they gave us the first thing. We've gotten a sense of entitlement to an extent that's not productive. It's not sustainable. We're not there yet. You know, we still have to have some humility to grow this. We just yeah, do. I think people have lost they, – they get this wrong right off the jump, especially if anybody's new listening. The first thing you need to ask if you're out there, you know, banging the drum for sponsor dollars is what can I do for you? Not I Amen. want it. Not I want right. this. I want that. It's what can I do for you? What, what value can I give to you? And people forget that all the time. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, speaking to the another night in a room or whatever – Number one, if you're invited there, you're winning money anyway. So carve out 150 bucks out of whatever the check is you're about to win, and that part's covered. Number two, if you're traveling around for this stuff, and this goes for anyone, keep up with your receipts and write this stuff off on your taxes, your entry yeah. fees, your mileage, a hotel, help yourself. Like it, you know, there's a way to make this not taking an L, even when you're blowing money. The government's taking their piece anyway, so you might as well get some back. Yeah. Can, can you claim tickets, traffic tickets, Ryan? Well, you probably could if you paid them, Steve. <laughs> Ryan has tickets in Tennessee, Alabama, Oklahoma, Arkansas. That's awesome. Florida, uh, Pennsylvania. Those are the ones laying on my. my you got to make a. Uh, you got to make a. You got to make a heat map like Jordan did for all the places he's won. You can make a map yeah, of all awesome. the places you have tickets. That'd be that'd be cool. Uh, we got a, we got a bunch of startup questions we want to get to uh, as the night goes on. But before we get to that, I have one question I want to ask. I've seen this on Twitter, and since we have an Oklahoman here, I'm going to use this opportunity. Luke, what goes on here? <laughs> That's drag racing. A lot of bobcat eating, I think. <laughs> what goes on up there in that that section? That that neck of woods is a uh, mostly a whole lot of farming. Goes it over is inhabited there. then. It is inhabited very loosely, and those guys are dangerous. I would be careful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, there's not a lot of fishing. At one point in time, they tried stocking tiger muskie over there Ooh. in one of the lakes. So whenever you see 
on the Oklahoma records, like the fish records, you'll see a tiger muskie. And uh, at one point in time, they stocked them up there trying to get them in habit. I well, forget. I'm sitting there looking for the blue. I guess there is one little dot right there in the middle. So it didn't water. work. They all died or what happened? They, somebody caught that one and it was the Oklahoma State record. And then they all died. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, they, they tried introducing them and it lasted uh, maybe a couple years. And then there was a big drought. No surprise in the panhandle of Oklahoma. Hmm. Uh, there was a drought and killed them all. Like, Ouch. Yeah. All right. So the guy caught one and. He holds a record and forever will until I can go stock one and then catch him. There we go. Now we know. Thank you for that education. You're welcome. That's what happens over there. Farming and old tiger musking. There we go. Uh, That's let's why go. I suck at fishing. People like like Luck, Drew, they all know like what minnows these th- minners these things eat, <laughs> and it's just like dang. I've, I've got no chance. I've got no chance. I just don't. They all shad or white. Talk to Ewing and he'll tell you all shad <laughs> all or white. That's all the chatterbait you need. I, all, hey, all I love Ewing. We were talking recently because, I mean, granted, he, he's young. His testosterone is still building. But this dude, we were talking <laughs> recently and he asked me, how do I qualify for such and such? And, and, and I explained to him and he said, okay, so basically I'll just go and win a, B, and C, and then I'll qualify. And I just had to take my hat off and say, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, he's That's got it. it. He's got when it. When he I comes mean, back that dude is mustache, killing the Hobie be series. Sorry. Dude, he, so, so what's up That's with that? that? He and tea. Jackson have just destroyed, like, like <laughs> you know, everything that they fish. They, they, just, they just do great at it. Um, how are they beating all the rest of us to an extent? It's I mean, crazy. Is there anything that they have in common? Building, uh, building they are young, <laughs> young collegiate and, anglers just out there laying the wood. Is is it live scope? I dare say. I, I don't know. They're masterful so. at that. Mm-hmm. Ewing is masterful at live scope. I don't think live scope is is what it is that that gives them that juice, though. You know. I think yeah. they, I think they get to practice. Like obviously, water. yeah. Like I think, I think if you look at, you know, what they're doing all the time, keep up with them on social media, they're fishing all the time. Like I think yeah. a big part of that is just staying sharp. You know what we need to do? We need to get them boys, wives and kids. That's what we need to do. And then that'll be the end of that. Yeah. So you may help them make some bad decisions and we'll all cash some checks. That's all there is to it. Buddy. That's a tough sell for those kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see talented. that happening at all. <laughs> talented anglers, nonetheless. Uh, One thing I would there. like to request before we get to the questions is please, folks, please slow down your schedule releases. Please, 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 because it's very hard to get schedules done in a timely manner. I feel like it gets earlier and earlier every year. Oh, it's, oh man, this year, who? I spent three hours today, and, and granted, I have a wonderful life, but three hours today of just, whew, I was in a washing machine, just trying to call chambers, get things lined out, lined down to make certain that we can all deconflict where we can. Man, I, I never thought, I mean, like, like, again, like I mentioned to you, you know, it's been a good while. Our schedule was confirmed. We had one signature because of the insurance thing. So two months ago, we had had it all nailed down. And I'll just share, we're going five events plus a championship again. 
Reason being, you know, I pushed because in my mind, I talked to Bob Baller. You know, I'm, I'm wanting to go to A, B, and C. I want to, I want to do this. And we like me and Ryan talked about, it. and Ryan gave me some. Believe it or not, people, he gives good advice. Don't go too big. Don't go too big. And so I'm trying to add six, seven, eight events. And he's and 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 even Hank Weldon with Bassmaster said, "Hey, listen, let's continue to put out a good product to the people." Let's help them understand that we have this under control. Give them another year of doing it the right way, which we think we've done so far. And then let's expand. And so, so we're going to go back with five and a championship next year. Uh, we've deconflicted everywhere that we can, we think. Um, Drew and them have their series. Obviously, AJ and I, you know, we're all great friends. And so we communicate. And so, you know, we only have a certain amount of anglers, so we try to hopefully split it up the best that we can. Uh, something I will say, I don't think you're going to see much change in Bassmaster as far as rules go. I, you know, as I, I came to you all hat in hand, we, you know, we, we kind of missed on the communication rule thing, trying to be as in, as as restrictive as we could to try to maybe eliminate some things that, might not necessarily have been as big an issue as we thought or were led to believe. So we'll own that. Um, so, so we're going to revamp those. We're going to tweak those out. And from there, I think we kind of just leave it set alone. I think everything else, you know, obviously a few things like to check in, check out. We're not going to worry about that. Uh, Tourney X, in my opinion, is absolutely the best management app that we have in the industry. But sell signal unless we have something that I don't know about, cell signal is still the bane of the existence. Um, and so until we can do that, the check in and out thing will go away. Um, so from there, I kind of think we're just going to stay where we're at. You know, I, I feel like the off limits period, go ahead. Sorry. Now I was going to ask you with all these, you know, different directors talking and, and trying to work out Deacon. Is anyone asserted themselves and say, look, this, we're doing it this weekend. Y'all figure it out anyone tried that move the power move i ain't answering that i ain't answering that get out of here i, I mean Come whether on, you man. have tried it or not you can't you talk drop... game to a game show host I'm... Come on, when you drop the schedule that's the schedule sorry you know there's a few schedules that were sent our way that said hey here's what we've got booked but i will say that the two that were said do you have an issue with anything and i had one event and both of them said okay we'll deconflict and then i had one message me and then i was able to deconflict that um so so yeah they're every, everybody's still continuing the unity thing i mean because let's just face it and call it what it is you know aj mccorder has built the best tournament series kayak fishing has ever had and from that garners a great amount of respect from me um, where if, if if I'm doing something that is possibly conflicting with something that he might have, I, I'll, I'll, I will take a little bit of a back seat um, to an extent uh, unless I'm asked specifically from someone to do something for them at, at a certain visitor's bureau or chamber. Um, and then so then you go on to KBF and then the uh, Kayak Adventure Series and then, of course, Queen City and All-American and everything. And I think, you know, All-American has some dates that are going to overlap what Bassmaster does. But I think they are so far away regionally. It might only affect one or to zero people. 
Um, yeah. So, but but anything else, I mean, they're probably you know, fishing on like Tuesday, Wednesday now. So that would just cut out. <laughs> let, let, let me ask you this, and we'll get some of these questions. Do you take tentative schedules into consideration? Not not really. <laughs> now, if 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 I get a tentative schedule, I'll, I'll we will communicate verbally. And, and then it's like, you know, well, I talked to them, you know, at the, at the sit go station, then it's like, okay, we got to move on. You got to move on. Yeah. All right. All right. What about yeah, family but, birthdays and doctor's appointments? Can... No, that's only okay. me. Cause I got four granddaughters <laughs> and a wife. I mean, that's just me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Being so, a turn yeah. right there. Yeah. That's right. That's Amen. right. Uh, let's get into some of these questions real quick. Cause we're, we're, we're running long, which I love because, uh, it's a great conversation tonight. It's a great. My wife's in the bed. I don't care. Y'all go. Yeah, on. yeah. I'm good. We can keep on. <laughs> we can keep on trucking. Uh, we got some questions from over on Facebook from earlier. I'm going to scroll back to them. Uh, Chris from Facebook. I'm not going to pronounce that name. Chris W. What is considered a giant smallmouth in Oklahoma, Luke? Um. See, what is the state record smallmouth right now? Like nine pounds, I believe. Yeah, Somewhere I think it's like nine, eight, nine two. And it's out of. Uh, yeah, it's out of. Oh, I forgot the name Latonka. I think it's Latonka Lake in Oklahoma. Has some really big smallmouth. Um, it really kind of varies on what you mean by what's a giant smallmouth. Uh, that's a giant smallmouth, in my opinion. My personal best is six and a half. Uh, okay, 22 so... in like a quarter. Uh, out of similar water as 10 killer. Not 10 killer in specific, but you can average 21, 22 or not average, but there is 21, 22 inch smallmouth in tin killer everywhere. Hey, you mentioned large, mouth. where do the large mouth go at that time of year? You said March, is it particularly the Florida strand? What do they do? Like smallmouth where we live, who the hell knows where they go? I don't know if they're in an oak tree or at the bottom <laughs> of a root system. I don't know. Usually during that time of the year with water being, uh, we're talking March now, we'll get into the nitty gritty, but March, we're looking at like 40s, depending on the Oklahoma winter. Uh, it could be 40s, it could be 50s, somewhere around there, to, just depending on how mild or how cold it is. Um, as far as like where they go, I mean, there's rock ledges all over that entire place, and so they can follow those ledges. Those smallmouth, like we said, are Tennessee mostly Tennessee strain smallmouth. So they love moving water uh, anywhere you can get bends, curves, a lot of deep ledges and uh, points. Uh, there's also a lot of standing, a lot of standing timber out there as well. If you can, you know, find the areas. Isn't that what Jacobson was doing? Dropping jigs in that standing timber way out deep. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, if you, if you look at that link you threw up earlier, you know, Jacobson, Zaldane, which I mean, I love Zaldane, Zaldane, uh, Edwin Evers, Aaron Martin, those are my OG bass people that pulled me in because I'm a mega bass guy. But, but who knows? I mean, unless you got him on camera, I don't know what he throws. Corey Johnson, Brandon Card, all of their lures, a freaking spoon, a square bill, uh, a shaky head. I mean, it was, it was all over the board. Spook. There's people throwing a spook and a frog, you know. Oh, yeah. uh, a bus toad. See, Brad? You've been all right. Yeah, this, this lake. Uh, tin killer. I mean, it's so diverse. You can catch them whatever you way you want to. I've, me personally, I've caught, you know, three and four pounds smallmouth out of boats, you know, in 20 foot of water thrown as their spook and they'll come out of nowhere and mm. just kill it. And I mean, right now, if you're, if, if somebody wanted to get out and have a good time in Oklahoma right now, come out, fish tin killer, throw a plopper, throw a spook, 
and just keep those in your hands all day long. You, if you get tired of working the top water, throw a spinner bait or a chatter bait or even a big glide bait. Man, you'll spend, I guarantee you, you'll spend all day wearing them out. You won't get tired. There's no yeah. way. I mean, it'll just be the funnest bite you'll have right now in Oklahoma. It, 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 to, Oklahoma right now is fishing great. To expand on what Luck, Luck just said, Ryan, years ago at Center Hill, you know, you, you were pre-fishing. You ran into that old timer in the boat. And, and Ryan's doing what we do because we hadn't been in fishing, bass fishing, probably two or three years Old timers throwing a freaking spook in the middle of hot as Satan's balls in Tennessee. He's throwing three. a spook top water. Top water. That's so my Ryan, favorite way to throw a spook, actually. What well, I mean, because you're a fan of balls, obviously. But but so so he does that and he cashes a check. Me, I get pouty, I'm angry because he can't he he snores, so does Sassy Dan, and I can't but sleep. Steve doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta fall asleep first. So, so he does that. So, so what Luck was saying? These lakes. This past weekend, in the middle of fall here, gentlemen were throwing glide bait, catching fish. I think these traditional seasonal baits are out the window. Just do it, man. They yeah, they anyway. are in one foot to twenty five foot. Derek Bostic and and Josh Stewart. Me and Josh Stewart launched together again. And we were hour hour late apiece. Yes. And he's he's throwing a jig in twenty five foot of water. Josh King is throwing a spoon in twenty five foot of water. Joe Kirk catches a check in six inches of water on a on a wacky rig. So so to like what Luck was saying, I mean, he was mentioning all these different scenarios. What it all comes down to is get rid of the YouTube get rid of the internet and go out, put time on the water, throw those baits with the treble hook, single hooks and figure out your own pattern. Don't look for people to figure out your own bite for you because you will lose your money. And these people Mm -hmm. whom we all like to say have more time on the water. I will, I will venture to say this. If you look back at the Hobie and the Bassmaster for this last entire year, the PKAs that we all like to, to, to have cut up with. People that you don't understand or know are hammers are the people taking home the, that folded money, them big head Benjamins. It's those people right there because they are throwing caution to the wind. They're getting rid of the YouTubes. and Like, I love Ben Milliken. I mean, we all like that guy. I subscribe no, to his channel because I want to learn life skills. <laughs> But you can't do what he does. You got to do what you do. Ryan is not a treble bait, treble hook bait fisherman. So don't try and go and do that just because somebody else can do it. He goes and does this. This I got to watch my tongue. This dude right here. We were on the phone in a tournament in February one year. And we've all caught fish. It's a, it's a decent tournament, TVK on Chickamauga, three or four years ago. And he's he's raising hell. He's raising hell. We're fishing in February, yada, 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 yada. I'm saying, Ryan, it does not matter. You're fishing against people. You, you don't get to have blonde wigs, blue eyes, and long eyelashes. You just got to fish against us. Okay? <laughs> you just got to fish against us. Does that uh, help? what he does? Jeff, he digs in his kayak and finds a rusty driftwood swim bait hook 
a three eighths ounce hook with a with a driftwood sun drop twin bait and says, "Hell, Steve, I've thrown everything but this." Bam! Hits big fish of the tournament, wins the tournament off the last bait that he finds underneath his feet in his kayak. Fishing is stupid. Fishermen are stupid. Baits are stupid. Fish are stupid. But it all plays out in the end. Just do your own thing. Just do your own thing. You can't You can't Google it. You can't look up an encyclopedia from the 80s. You can't call the Smithsonian Institute. You just get out. It's for yourself. We see people all the time in the messages in the chat groups. Where do I need to launch? What do I need to throw? What do I need to do? And some son of a buck shows up with a 2.8 inch Kitech and takes some rent money and you get evicted. So just get out and fish, folks. That's all you got to do, man. And I'll just go fishing. Pennsylvania. You, ginger, right. you beautiful did, gingers, just go how fishing. Did, how, did we get, how did we get here? Something about not throwing spooks on topwaters. I remember this started. <laughs> I think we asked what a good smallmouth was on 10 Killer. I think somehow, that's what it was. Somehow. Oh. Any comment? Thanks. Luke? Thanks, Luke. <laughs> I can't I'll be here all week. That's on him. Oh. Oh. All right. <clears throat> Let me find some more questions. Steve. Put put Steve I'll on mute for a second, right? Steve, Steve don't answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. That was that was wonderful. Uh all right, here's one. Luke, you've you've seen tournaments held there over the years. You know what's going on at that time of year. Yeah. Total inches that time of year. What do you think? Ballpark to take it. Was it mixed, uh, mixed bag? Day? Is it a three day, two day? Two day. Two. It's in two Oklahoma. Day. Don't throw them horns up, Steve. <laughs> yeah. They beat Alabama. Hell, they can have it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Two day tournament. I could see, you know, uh, mid 80s uh, both days. So we're looking at like 170s, 180, somewhere around there. Can it Is be it one that- on all smallies, you think? Could it be? Can you can catch find ten a, good smallies. Is the real question. You could catch ten good smallies, but more than likely, you're going to have a mixed bag of smallmouth mixed with a couple really good largemouth. Because uh, we still have northern strain largemouth here as well, and most of ours are crossed between Florida's and northern's. But so they they fish a little bit different in the winter time, but they still hit. And then the, it also has some really good spots in there. My one of my personal best spots in Oklahoma came out of there. It was like right around like 18 inches. Okay, but I mean that's a big spot for Oklahoma. It might not be big, you know, compared to some of these other lakes, but Oklahoma's is pretty decent size. It's a good. Uh, over to YouTube, Casual Bass Guy. This one's for you, Steve. What's the ideal number for each state to send to the national championship? Is there an ideal number? There is. I don't have it attained just yet. I, I've spoken with, with you all about this some and then the other people who are running the Bass Nations. So it's a double-edged sword. So we don't have like the bass, like the bass boat. Bass Nation is structured off the bass boats. The Bass Nation have their state, then the region, then the national. One person goes to Bassmaster Classic. It's pretty stringent. We don't have that just yet. So right now we're doing a percentage of the state championship or a percentage of your roster from the state championship. That's the best thing we have right now. 
right now the only we only have a few states that are sending more than five to six so until that gets out of hand i think right now the temp the percentage thing is what works in my my mind and my my thoughts talking to some of you all i feel like five five from each state should be what makes it um because I'll just put in perspective last year at the Bassmaster Classic here in Knoxville, Tennessee, you know, we had 140 anglers. You know, we had 69 from the opens, 70 something from the state. Well, that's because Tennessee, you know, we had 190 people registered to fish Tennessee Bass Nation. We had 136 registered to fish Georgia Bass Nation. And hell, that's, you know, that's that's almost 40 people right there between those two states. So the fine line is, how do you punish a Bass Nation state for doing it and blowing it out of the water? And at the same time, keep the Bassmaster opens elite. And that's something I don't have figured out just yet. Um, until we have more than two or three states that it affects I think we're okay with the percentage thing, but when we get into six, seven states that have double-digit anglers going, I think then that becomes a problem and we have to figure something out. But the double-edged sword to that is, is if we go to the boat structure, which I bore, that seems like the best one to do. But we don't have enough anglers who have vacation time or just say the hell with the family and go fish whatever you want to do to do that. You know, I mean, we, we can't do uh, Arkansas Bass Nation, Tennessee Bass Nation state championship, Southeast region, national, four people go to the Bassmaster Classic. I feel like and, and, and not to not to put it in a numbers game where the national championship needs 750 anglers but we need 150 to, to 180 you know for it to gain because let's just put it put it how it is with all of us you know um and none of us can read a tape measure we hope our wives got cataracts um we need 150 people to 200 in a championship we just do we just do um, and, and that's the way you do it. So, so in the Bassmaster Series at five events, you have 25. Dakota Lithium, who, who, who does an amazing job at supporting the kayak industry, you know, there's 50 from there. So there's 75 anglers. We still need 75 more. Thankfully, right now, we're getting that from Bass Nation. Um, when we get around 200, I feel like then I think we need to restructure. Do you do you all think that that as long as we're around 150 to 200, we're okay leaving in a little bit lax on the nation side? Um, and then when we get to that point, then we need to dial it back. Yeah, I think uh, the nation side isn't there across the board yet to be able to have that kind of structure you're talking about but at, yeah. but as it grows yeah like arkansas we don't have a series here in arkansas we have an open right state championship mm -hmm. open uh so is you know one state will have like tennessee you've got a bunch of a bunch of tennessee opens within the state i guess series leading to a championship some states mm -hmm. just have a championship like us it needs to be a little more standard across the board before the restructure i would suppose 
Well, and there's a challenge there because Bass Nation has always been state sovereignty. So you do what you want to do in Arkansas, you do in Tennessee, you do in Oklahoma. I, I kind of feel like we have to reinvent the wheel there to where we don't have state sovereignty because we, we don't have the sheer number of clubs. You know, like Kentucky, you know, there's guys in Kentucky trying to start a Kentucky Bass Nation series, but there's two clubs up there in the bass boat world that control it all. You know, there's only going to be one Kentucky club. You know, there's only going to be one Tennessee, one Arkansas, one Georgia, one Alabama, one Mississippi club. You know, I feel like we can re we can structure our own system. And and I, and and Bass Nation, which leads to Bass Master, is on board with that. But the one hang-up, Jeff, is that just because Luke Arian calls and says, "I want to start an Oklahoma series," is he got is he got a light bulb in that brain? You know, jury's still That's out. Questionable. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, here's I'm the making a joke. I'm making a joke because he's cool, but. But you know what I'm right saying? So, That's a real problem because we I talked to Frank from Slay Nation and he's run into yeah. that, right? Where he's just said, Oh, Frank, yeah, okay. And let a couple let guy. a couple let a couple TDs, you know, run off and run some Slay Nation stuff that ended up being knuckleheads. So, you know, That's you right, gotta be careful. Man. You gotta you gotta vet the TDs. I mean, hell, you ready to meet up a truck stop parking lot. I mean, you just we get we get pissed off at this stuff, man, because we yeah. work hard at it, you know. So when you discredit it with 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 the ego and the attitude, I mean, you know. It, it's awful. Uh, I mean, like I congratulate Florida. Florida down there does four regions, and they've done a great job. And 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 here's something that is amazing: they're only averaging seventeen to twenty something each, but it's great because you add that cumulative number together. They're not having to travel six hours like we do somewhere. You know, they're doing a good job at it. You know, um, so I don't know. Um, but, but so anyway, to answer the question, I feel like five is great. What we got now is what we got now. And, and we'll just keep tweaking it, you know, just like I did with that payout on Susquehanna. You know, yeah. I want to make it to where it's it's advantageous for people to have some sustainability. Luke, are y'all doing one? Do y'all have a Bass Nation over there? Uh, we do not have a Bass Nation. At one point in time, we did. Uh, it kind of fell through. Uh, we didn't run it as a club. And, um, but it is something that, uh, we might consider this next season, uh, now that it's been restructured and is being ran the way it is. I, I think it's something that we Oklahoma kayak anglers, we're going to have to get together as a board and discuss if that's something, you know, we would like to partake in as well, which I've, we're always looking for ways to help out our anglers you know, be more successful and be able to achieve the goals and dreams that they have, you know, whatever they might be, whether it's just the local stuff, whether it's jackpots or whether, you know, it's charity work that we can do or whether it's, you know, on the national level, you know, just competing with the big dogs. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, we definitely want to explore all avenues on that. I, I know that for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're a big club as well. And there's no reason we shouldn't be participating in that and giving our anglers something else to shoot for besides just our state championship, which the, how we have our Oklahoma structured is Oklahoma kayak anglers. We're kind of the host since we're the largest uh, kayak angler club here. 
but then we have five other jackpots that are ran down a 10 killer lake there's one that's held uh by rivertown and um they they run a jackpot farron farron davidson runs it good dude Old old uh, biscuits and gravy. If That's anyone right. remembers that, biscuits and gravy. Jerk box. Jerk We all right. I'm gonna stop it right there. Let's oh, not go high rate this to, to two hours. Uh, <laughs> 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 the great meme of twenty. I forget what that was. Eighteen or so, but uh, yeah. So we have about five different jackpot clubs that basically the top. 10% or not 10% top five anglers from each one of those jackpots get invited to our state, the Oklahoma state championship. And this year it's being held on broken bow, not this weekend, but the next weekend after on the 14th and 15th. And yeah, it's, it's going to be, you know, all of our clubs together fishing against each other. And uh, it's, it's going to be a fun thing this year. We're going to spice it up a little bit um hopefully i don't put my foot in my mouth too much but hey you know tournament directors we always do that so uh this year we're gonna have a little team club deal where top five from each club is going to count towards you know a team trophy that can follow each club you know so we're all kind of competing for it and i kind of you know took the idea from the all-american series i liked how they did that and i think it's something just to add a little bit more excitement into the mundane not mundane, but you know, just the every year state championship that we always have. So yeah, that's fun. It, it's stuff like that to think of, uh, you know, as tournament directors, you know, spice up the life a little bit. Yeah, for sure. And I know one thing in Arkansas, you may have run into this in Oklahoma, whoever was running Bass Nation before, was just trying to deal with the bass boat clubs. And Steve's heard that whole story before. Uh, but I think we're, we made headway there and, and, you know, things are loosening up uh, due to folks like Steve and the guys at Bass building those bridges for us to be able to, to work yeah. it out. So, yeah. Well, kind of like what they're doing in North Carolina and South Carolina. I mean, they're, they're like, like here in Tennessee, we have so many clubs already. It doesn't make sense to start like, well, Kong in California, there's, there's enough grassroots and local trail series. We don't need more. Let's just have an open championship for that. Communicate with one another, create a feeder system. And then let's do that. Luckily, in Tennessee and a few other states, we have room for a, a trail series because of the sponsor support that we get. Um, but like what 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 Luke was mentioning in Oklahoma, those numbers are impressive. Like what they started out with and everything, uh, but not every state has like like North Carolina and Tennessee and some of the other states multiple clubs. Um, what was it, Ryan? Years ago, like whether well, they're back again, bluegrass kayak anglers in Kentucky. Uh-huh. That's uh, Kyler Branham and Jay Wallen. Well, used to, that was A.J. McWhorter, Jay Wallen, and Jake Stone's old club. Um, you know, that was it. That's the only club in, ten- in Kentucky that, that, that was competition. It was the only one that there was. Um, now there's more. Um, so oversaturation is, a da- is dangerous in the kayak sport. Um, I get mad at Jeff, so I want to start a club and do whatever. The, so the next thing you know, I'm averaging six to 12 people. That's never well, I just before. heard this other club, you know? Yeah. So it, it's, you, but you kind of put that ego to the side and that's so hard to do. It really yeah. is. But, 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 you know, we talked about a whole lot tonight and I appreciate all of you. 
2024 is going to be pretty great. Um, I'm, I'm very excited about the schedule that we have. Hopefully, thank God, hopefully, uh, the gentleman that's back from vacation um, on the last lake that we have to commit is, is there. And we get to announce a schedule this week, hopefully Thursday or Friday when we're up at Susquehanna. Uh, talk to Iconelli today. They've got the camera crew out. They're doing their thing. Uh, talk to Marty Hughes. Marty Hughes. I wish we could put a camera on Marty Hughes all the time. Uh, Marty Hughes is getting up there. Jeff Little and them are poking around, um, you know, and I'm excited about what everybody's doing on Susquehanna. That's a new chamber of commerce that we developed this year. And that's a sustainable one. Like, like once, once Bassmaster or whomever takes it off the schedule, those people are going to be engaged in the kayak community. We're going to meet at Jackass Brewery up there. So if you all are up there come Thursday, Ryan, I'm pretty dang good at cornhole as of this past weekend. Might be able to snatch a chain or something. Send me um, a video. <laughs> so, but no, it's kind of like at pool. I'm decent. Never be what you all are. <laughs> um, but 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 these these chambers that we're getting to meet and hang out with, I'm like, like like what we do. I mean, you know, we all get to run a tournament. You get into a hotel room. Hey, that's great. I've got to sit down, judge fish, hammer this, hammer this, hammer this. If I don't get out and hang out with our anglers, be involved, uh, make a couple of wrong decisions or something, we don't stay connected, you know? And that's something that I enjoy. I enjoy oh, greatly. Careful so as long as you don't put shrimp on my plate, I'm going to be there. I'm allergic to shrimp, by the way. And so, so that's what we're going to do. When we get to Susquehanna, uh, you know, our old buddy Cooth, he's riding up with me so we can break the drive up because it's about 13 hours for me. Bring a booster. We're going to drive up. We're going to hang out. We're going to get there Wednesday, hopefully. I'm going to go on into the chamber, get the venue set up. Thursday, we're going to go out and try to find some of you all on the lake somewhere. You know, Steve Field does an amazing job with Hobie, taking pictures. Mark Cisneros does a great job of Bassmaster. I want to show up at some ramps and just see what you all are doing, you know? Um, and then Thursday evening from four to nine, we're going to meet at the Jackass Brewery. Um, and, and I hate that you're missing that one, Ryan. Um, but I'm, I, I make Dylan Lowry. If Dylan Lowry has any folding money in his wallet, I'm going to take all of it, all of it in cornhole because <coughs> I practice. I'm there. And then Friday, we're going to do the registration, the board check, the whole nine yards. Saturday, you guys are going to fish. We're going to try to meet up somewhere else. There's a, so much in Lewisburg. And, and, and I'm just sitting here getting Google stars in my eyes. As I'm looking up things in that area, I'm just like, it's gorgeous. Like, we've got a Mennonite community right up the road from here, an hour from us. And I'm looking up there. These Amish blow the Mennonites away. When I get these honey crisp apples, what are we doing? My mind. This is all there is to it. We will not so, have Amish slander on this show, Steve. <laughs> so when I get these Amish apples, I'm just gonna let you know how good they are. Oh. And so Saturday, I want to have another skin dig on Saturday. There's a, there's another clip we got Bob, eating Bobcat Ooh. Amish apples. I'm gonna be busy the rest of the week. <laughs> Bobcat oh Amish apple stew. <laughs> So, so on Saturday, when you've skunked, <laughs> just come on out and hang out with us. Let the money winners go on and do their thing. You know? <laughs> and, and, and get you then, some Mennonite 
Yeah. Uh, delicious Ooh. food. Wow. Yeah, we're going to do our thing. And then, you know, Sunday, we're going to give people a lot of money. And then we're going home, you know. So, but wow. I appreciate that all that you all have given us as a platform. <laughs> um, you know, Luke, you know, we're going to see you out in Oklahoma. We're going to have a good time there, too. But but that's something that we all have to do. We've got to keep all of this professionalism and grassrootsism <laughs> all entwined. You just have to. You have to. You have to. After we're skinning Bobcats and hosting the Amish versus Mennonite fights at the Amish Brewery, we're going to keep it real professional when we're snatching chains all the way back to the house. Just don't let any more, no more gingers can sign up. We're at our cap oh, of the gingers. Uh, we got state. our caps on gingers. <laughs> Yeah, wow, right. Lord. Enough, so, all so right, I'm gonna go on into a hole. Room. I'll be quiet. Give this uh, give this giveaway away. What are you gonna say, Luke? About that schedule, you know, I, I am building the schedule for next year. So will you uh need to let me know what dates I need to avoid in Oklahoma if you don't mind? Well, absolutely will. I, I just and the I championship because we ain't driving out there twice. <laughs> <laughs> The, 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 the Bassmaster article and the graphic are generated as quick as this cat gives us a signature this week and Hank Weldon signs it as well. We'll be good to go. There we go. That's what I like to hear. All right. So we're going to do our giveaway, but I want to hit some rapid fires. Where we're waiting on everybody to hit the hashtag Z man for a chance to win. Uh, so yeah, throw, throw the hashtag Z man in there for a chance to win. This this doesn't have to be a long answer, just rapid fire. We'll go with Luke first. Will there ever be a pro kayak series, Luke? Uh yes or no. Yes or no. Yes. Yeah. Steve? Yep. Yep. All right. There we go. Uh, I'm sitting on it right now. Oh. Uh, this, <laughs> this is this is really just for Steve, but it said, does bass allow roll downs? It's a long question, but it's basically does bass allow roll downs for a state if like say five qualify from a state, but number five can't go, can they send six or seven? Yes. Not numbers. Yes, it will roll down to the next non-qualified angler. Okay. And also for Steve, but Luke, you can comment if this would be a good idea. Would Bass ever consider training directors to run tournaments so that there is more continuity about how these things are done? I don't think so, just simply because there's no payroll to do that. All right. There you go. It'd have to be an intern situation, free free intern situation. Steve will intern. Anyone feeling an email? <laughs> really just got to despise yourself. And yeah, you got to hate yourself. Like, put yourself in the cots and say, I'll help you. <laughs> oh. And basically, you can't fish anymore, uh, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. And, and get labeled a cheating, a cheating a hole that gives away spots. Yeah. You know, I got labeled that as a tournament director before Tourney X was even being used much. <laughs> every time, every time I'd win a tournament or do good, they'd be like, "Oh God, yeah, we know why he won." I'm like, "Wait a minute, we're using digital cameras. How did I do?" It? <laughs> yeah. I remember Robert Weicker showing up with a digital camera, one digital camera, and I was like, "What is this guy doing?" Mm-hmm. Okay. Crazy. All right, Ryan, we're going to hit this giveaway. Let's see. Drum roll. Let's hit it, brother. Let's see who's going to get slow rolled tonight. I apologize in advance. It's going to be Facebook or YouTube tonight, y'all. Maybe Twitch? Can we get a Twitch? Oh. Ah, Ty Vaughn. There you go, Ty. You're the Z Man winner over on YouTube, man. Appreciate all of you watching. That was 
an unbelievably fun show. Wow. <laughs> 123, 125 all night. Yeah. Yeah, we're running our, up in the, the 120 streams. Yeah. Yeah. Well, next time we need to start a bingo card for what might get said on here. I, I don't think Bobcats or Ginger Caps would have been on there for that. I don't anything. think you gotta so. watch out for that Luke guy. You just never know about him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, He's a real wild card on here. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't bring out his AR collection tonight, at least. Last time I think we had him on, he he was like flak jacketed up, had his AR in the back. So Appreciate Yeah, I that. think I think that was a little after the show. We're still oh, okay. in the night for that. Boss lady texting me. I got a fire I got to put out, so All I gotta right. go. Well, gentlemen, she thank said, you. Get off the air now. <laughs> I can hear you breathing, <laughs> fellas. Y'all are cool with boots on a rooster. I appreciate y'all. <laughs> I love you, Steve. Appreciate love it, y'all. I'll see you Luke, in a little take bit. Take care, yeah. buddy. We'll see y'all next right, week gentlemen. with the Susky winner. I'm huh, Ryan. Yep, let's do it. All right, see y'all. <laughs>